Welcome to The Trail Less Traveled, an adventure series dedicated to taking you back to mankind's earliest form of entertainment, storytelling. Missoula, Montana is a mecca for outdoor enthusiasts, and each week we will bring you tales of outdoor adventures both near and far, as well as adventure information and inspiration and a few tunes to set the mood. You can read more about the show online at traillesstravel.net. And now here's your host, Grand Canyon Whitewater Guide, yoga instructor, and master of the didgeridoo, Mandela. We're recording the trail less traveled on the rooftop of Hotel Medina in the old Medina of Marrakesh, Morocco. But right now I sit across from Diego Ibanez. He was born in Arequipa, Peru. He's been running whitewater for the past 20 plus years. Diego, first of all, I just want to say that it's been an honor to meet you and run some whitewater with you here in Morocco. Thank you very much for your time and energy joining me here today on the Trail Less Traveled. Wow, I feel honored that you feel honored. (laughs) Really, yeah. Thank you for that. Well, yes, here in Morocco, in the roof of this hotel, watching pretty much the whole old town from here. Some noises, motorcycles, alleys, people walking the... Snake chambers playing the instrument over there all day. It's different noises. It's good here in Morocco. I love Morocco. People is awesome. Diego, my first question for you is where did you grow up and how was adventure a part of your yes. childhood? I was born in Arequipa, Peru, southwest of Peru, one of the provinces, about a thousand kilometers from Lima, capital. Arequipa, it's a mining area, has a lot of chakras is the word, like fields. We are called characatos most of the time, that's the people from Arequipa, where I'm from. And characato is the one with the big hat that works in the field all day, or chacarero. A characato is the name. So, grew up there, then university, I went to Lima to study from Arequipa. Right after school, 16 years old, I went to Lima to study... I mean, during those growing years, we started going in Daki, take the bus upstream, and then run the Daki down. That's how it kind of started. Arequipa has two of the deepest canyons in the world, Colca and Cotahuasi. Amazing places. I mean, when I was older, I started going there, kayaking, rafting. They call it the White City, Arequipa. Arequipa is... Most of it was built with sillar, is the volcanic rock, a white volcanic rock that is polished, and they create all these buildings, churches. It was Catholic, it was colonial style of the streets. It's a big city, international airport. I grew up doing everything, like riding bicycles, playing soccer, partying with friends, first parties of your life. Arequipa with good friends from school. Kayaking, soccer, and that's what I did the most because I played ping pong, I did track and fields in the school. I was in every sport, volley, basket, all of them in my in my hometown, in my school. It was fun. Well, and then, yeah, into rafting little by little, guiding here, guiding there, and then, oh, I can get paid doing this? Perfect. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, before that, I was working in hotels. That was my first job, actually getting paid as a bellboy. I studied hotel management, and I was like, went to the hotel world for a little bit. And then, yeah, I started traveling around. But all from Arequipa. Bus, here, plane, 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 or bus, bus, plane, bus. That was how I usually get to all the places. <laughs> That is the voice of Diego Ibanez. He was born in Arequipa, Peru. He's been running whitewater around the world for the past 20 years. I'm sitting here with Diego on the rooftop of a hotel in the Medina of Marrakech, Morocco. The Medina is the old city. Uh, Diego, I'd like to learn about that moment for you in whitewater when you realized that it made your heart sing, that you wanted to spend your life running rivers all over the world which you have guided all over the world. You uh, work on the Zambezi in Zambia, Zimbabwe. You work on the Futalafu in Chile. You work in Peru. You work in the United States. I just got off a trip with you here in Morocco. So when was that moment for you? Before finishing school, we were already involved in the river. My dad and my uncle hosted a Polish expedition that came in the late 70s and then they came back in the early 80s to run some rivers here for the sands and they kind of hosted them, this Polish expedition in Arequipa. And that's how the rafting started in my family. Then my uncle and my dad were running rivers and then we were on, on the raft since we were kids. Then came back to kayaking. My cousins were kayaking already, so I just learned from one of them, I mean, from most of them, and then the people they were kayaking with, more into the river. And then I, one time I started guiding, sitting back on the raft, really, with another guide, and then there was this group in Lunawana in Peru a couple of decades ago. <laughs> My cousin said, do you want to guide the raft? First time with clients. And I was like, yeah, I'll guide. So I was guiding, he was sitting on the front, kind of helping a little bit, but I was guiding there, I was giving the commands, and we did good. So at the end of the run, I said, yeah, guys, thank you. It was my first time guiding, ever. What do you mean, ever? Ever, first time ever. Yes? <laughs> I mean, everything went good, but it was... So it was like a confession of that trip. So I started rafting a little bit, rafting more, then I moved to... Cusco, all these years learning how to guide in the south of Lima, and then I moved to Cusco. Cusco was the mecca of the rafting and wild water, and I started working there, grabbed the oars. At some point, I used to paddle guide most of my life, and then I grabbed the oars. You know how to guide oars? Yeah, of course. First time, of course, cargo boat in one trip of two, three days on the Apurimac in Cusco. Good river. And, yeah, well, flipping one of the rabbits, whatever. But, again, guiding with oars, start learning more and more and more. It's good white water in Peru. It's a lot. Uh, when, obviously, you have all these places that people go, touristic Machu Picchu and Inca Trail, that's good that people have to do that. I mean, at least once you have to see Machu Picchu. Like some other places, like Morocco, I don't know, like riding a camel, I don't know. <laughs> I had to jump off my camel the first time, half an hour. It was an, an hour to camp, and then I said, like, okay, I, I'll try. You don't have a stirrups, you just sit down and you just hold your feet, hang there, or maybe up on top of the camel so you can ride. And I was like, can I go? Sorry. <laughs> Beep! I'm going for the ball. 
And I say, I'm out of here. So I just put my legs in one side and I jump out. And then the other camels stopped like that, got scared. But, well, whatever, I, was, I walked the rest half an hour, 40 minutes, yeah, till camp at dark. It was great. The stars. Sometimes I was leaving the group of seven camels with people going ahead. And I'm walking on the back by myself. Dark. Stars. The sky on the desert is, like, bigger. And that's a similar thing than, than at home. We have that too. You can be out there and you can see almost 180 everywhere, right? And you can see everything. It's amazing. I will close parentheses now of that part. I was talking about more of the rafting part. <laughs> but it's a little bit part of everything, right? I mean, it's, it all gets connected at the end. That's the voice of Diego Ibanez. You're on the trail less traveled, recorded on location in the Medina of old Marrakesh, Morocco. I'm sitting here with Diego on the rooftop, and it's now time for a song, Diego. Can you share a song with us that reminds you of your early childhood adventures? Wow. From my childhood. Well, I grew up, actually, it's not a song. It's a it's type of music. My dad used to have the LPs or some, how do you call it, the big... Vinyl records, the big ones, and with Janis Joplin and Jimi Hendrix and Beatles and I don't know Kenny Rogers and Neil Diamond, all this foreign music, of course, music from Peru, like Creole music we call Musica Criolla, and The Gambler from Kenny Rogers. I used to hear that a lot when I was a child, and that will bring me back to my first house in in Arequipa for sure, yeah. We're recording The Trail Less Traveled on a rooftop in the Medina of Old Marrakesh, Morocco. From where I'm looking right now, I can see the Atlas Mountains, and in the other direction, you'll see the high Atlas Mountains that are snow-covered. Standing here with Diego Ibanez, Diego has been guiding whitewater all over the world for the past 20 years. He grew up in Arequipa, Peru. That's where he started to learn how to run whitewater, and we're going to shortly talk about that. But Diego, one of my favorite things to do when I'm recording my show on location is to give the microphone over to my guest. I'm going to give it to you. And could you do your best to describe what you see when you look around Marrakesh, Morocco right now? The first time I saw these kind of buildings was in a movie, really. I mean, when you see the Nile movie and this combination of modern and old style of buildings. Uh, I can see the, the square from here, part of it at least. You can see the little tarps where the people sell their stuff. You can see some restaurants on the rooftops, people eating. That's the calling for prey. This is a first calling. In a few minutes, people have to go there and do some prayers. You hear the birds singing in the little trees, some palm trees, some painted walls, like very clear artistic things. All kind of stuff is, for me, amazing here yeah more birds and the calling for the prey 
We are close by another hotel, I guess, or restaurant that has a rooftop, and people are getting ready to serve lunch. They're cleaning, organizing tables and chairs. I'm smelling the cooking down there. They're using curry for sure, but like you can smell it as well. Yeah, sometimes you just stay quiet and listen. That's what I like also with a place like this. You just have it's a lot of noise, but good one. Thousands of little sounds like all over the place, huh? You can see a few mosques from here, like on that direction. You see one, two, three, four, yeah, five, six. And then in front of me, it's kind of a landmark for the old Marrakesh. The Atlas Mountains will be like somewhere over there behind those clouds. The high Atlas, correct? Yeah. And if you will see it as a building, the mosque is probably 20 stories building. And then up and then it goes into a tower and then a little, I believe the most beautiful part of the mosque. Like Everybody's getting ready for lunch here. Right? It's like still smelling the food guys preparing for lunch and I guess they they go to pray before lunch or after lunch do you know? So in Islam they pray five times a day 1.30, one o'clock but yeah as Diego was describing what he saw while we stand on one of the tallest rooftops here in the Medina from here we can see the very very busy square that seems peaceful from a distance behind that a mosque over to the left another mosque and then Kodobia, the main mosque is what Diego was describing to you and they eat late here, from my experience. So maybe you eat lunch around noon or 1 o'clock here. They eat a little later. And then at dinner the other night, we ate at like 10 p.m., something like that. <laughs> Different kind of time zone. Awesome. Diego, I would love to ask you now about some of the white water that you've run over the world. Can you tell us about the rivers in Peru and some of the lessons you've learned from running them? I've run different types of rivers in the jungle, in the mountains, from class 2, I guess, to class 5. Gorgeous, tight, gorgeous, as wide as the raft. You learn a lot. You learn different skills. You learn different ways of talking to people. You be a nice person to be helpful. I don't know. You learn a lot of stuff. It's like working a team, protect each other. Those things is like, yeah, when you have people around you, that's what you usually do. And then that's what I learned. I can name you, like, I need another hour for naming all the rivers in Peru, but Apurimac, for example, nearby Cusco, it is the Apu means God in the Quechua language, and Rimac means who talks or, or, or speaks. So it's the river who speaks, Apurimac. That's when I learned the most. As a class five, I don't know, I'm just going to mention some technical names for difficulties on the river that you have to avoid sometimes or you have to just work with them like this river Apurima has a lot of class 5 rapids one is easy five is super hard so this is mostly four and fives right so that gives you an idea how hard it is a gorge in some point I will say you will have a thousand meter 
wall next to you and the little beach in front of on the other side of the river and then the other wall. You raft that commercially, you can kayak in one, two days, you can do the trip in roughly three, four days. Then you have the Tambopata River on the jungle of Peru, so you go east. In Puno, you make a stop, it's like 3,500 meters above sea level, so easy river, you, they opens up, jungles, you go through the jungle in this Tambopata River, you don't have anyone else. It's just you, could be like three, five, 20 people maybe, because I do trips with people, and that's another experience, the jungle. It's not more in the canyon, you are have to be go through the river, like I'm just comparing with the Apurimac, right? That is more gorgy, I don't know if the word, but it's narrow. And then Cotahuasi as well, and that's another type of river, more creaking, raftable as well. People from Cotahuasi say the Cotahuasi is the deepest. People from Colca say the Colca is the deepest. But if you probably search, you might find that the Cotahuasi is the deepest. I'm not sure. been in both, and I love both. Colca has Colca Canyon. Then you, you know I'm just going through another river. I forgot the other three. So Colca, that's narrower, the narrowest I've been in a river. The narrowest. Even narrower than the river we just ran in the Ahansel here in Morocco. And you can have rapids right there in the, in the narrowest part. Or it opens up a little bit, not that much wider than a raft. as a 14, 16 footer. And then it's flat, sometimes you just drift, go downstream, and then you look up. And in some points of the canyon, it looks like the walls, you don't have the sky, no? Like they are crossing, because the walls go like this, and then goes like that, like turns, opens, closes, on the other side as well. So in some point you don't see the... It's incredible. And you see downstream, turquoise water in some point, because the sun just lights the canyon, and you have... Some pictures that doing a portage, you walk the first time and you float out of the portage. And then you are from the cave, going out into the main current or whatever, and then you have the light coming in underneath. Poof, it's beautiful. Colca Canyon, that's, yeah, one of my favorites. Top three, huh? In Peru, for sure. Top two, maybe. Then you go back to Cusco. You have the Pachachaca River. It's uh, So the Pachachaca River is 5Ks, like steps of waterfalls, but they are not like big waterfalls. It's like, mostly clay, clay with mud mixed, so you don't get stuck and you don't pin. You just go break the, the mud and keep going, and some of them have more water. It's like a fun stretch that goes into the Urubamba River. Urubamba. Urubamba. Urubamba and the Urubamba River flows into the Amazon, goes through many rivers and then goes to the Amazon. That's one of the main big tributaries from many places that goes to the Atlantic Ocean. Instead of the Cotahuasi, the Colca, that go to the Pacific, the Urubamba and the Apurimac are parallel to each other and at some point they get together and then they go to another one and obviously to the Amazon River. So it's full of white water. In Peru, there's been more expeditionary kayaking in Peru than rafting in general. Rafting was more commercial, right? Like running this river, running this river, boom, 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 boom. But going on your kayak out, like in the middle of this gorgeous 
you're by yourself there. You have to make it through. You have to be careful. You need to be more patient. You have to be extra careful again, <laughs> right? And make good decisions. It's basically your life that is coming through. Well, apart from the fact that you're enjoying the river as well, you're enjoying the place, and then just have to be more. You don't have to start doing crazy, too much crazy things. Maybe a little bit of crazy things, but not too much. This is, I'm describing now, the abyss, one section of the Apurimac River, the lower section of the Apurimac River, after the commercial section, you go kayaking only in the abyss. And that's when the gorges get super narrow, big white water, like class five, maybe two, maybe three, maybe four days, depending on the crew, depending on the on the experience, right, or how you know the river. We went first time with my brother, we finished an abyss, uh, Napurimac. We did eight days self-support. We started from the very top with some crew. These guys out. We kept going three more days in the upper part. Some guys came in, other came out. We kept going four more days in the other one. So um, eight total. I don't remember two, three, whatever. We got into this abyss part of the Apurimac River. And that's when the thing gets real. They have to be like all senses, and then <laughs> you know what I mean about. Shh. And then after that trip with these friends, we all went back to Cusco. So I just went back to one of these trips. I'll be short ramification of the main thing, but it was in Abismo. Went up back to Cusco, spent and that afternoon, my brother says, "Man, let's go to the Pachachaca." Right after four days of class five and portages of an hour portages, walking with your kayak on the shoulder. In that expedition, I forgot my shoes and I went with my five fingers, you know, those mm-hmm. shoes that... And I was horrible. The portages were like... I mean, okay, I mean, I, I, I made it, but I would have liked to have better shoes in that one. It was heavy kayak, rocks, you have to just jump, like, be careful. That's the voice of Diego Ibanez. He was born in Arequipa, Peru. He's been running whitewater all over the world for the past 20 years plus years. I had the honor of guiding alongside Diego here in Morocco on the Ahansa River. We are recording the trail as traveled on top of a roof, the roof of my hotel, one of the tallest buildings in the Medina, the old part of Marrakesh. Diego, before we play a song, could you tell us about that section of the abyss of the Urubamba River? You said that it gets real in there. Tell us about the abyss. They call it the abismo de Acobamba. Acobamba is the name of the area there on top of the canyon and that river divides the provinces in between the province of Cusco and Apurimac name of the river and the first time we kept going it was like a lot of flat right after the commercial section you start paddling and then you go flat you go and the canyon gets narrower and then more narrow and more narrow and then camp you see the horizon line in your kayak and then I want to describe this as a, one of my kayak experiences and then I can explain if, if it's necessary to explain the technical, <laughs> right? You see in your kayak and you see horizon line and then you see, okay, scout. And then you see downstream and then the canyon gets more narrow and then you don't see around the corner. Depending on the time of the day, you can just either camp and scout and start fresh the next day or run the rapid really quickly and keep going. And then you are in the middle of the earth almost like it's huge walls narrow canyon 
10 to 15 feet wide canyon and a mile up there of walls. That's the main part of the canyon. On that expedition we did, we ran one rapid, we call it the washing machine, because we had to run it. It was more dangerous to, to portage it. It was mud, like uh, super slippery, some landslides a little bit, so it was kind of hard. And then we were right there scouting this one, and I was, oh my God, the scout without kayaks, nothing, it was super slippery. I said, okay, man, I think we should run it. When I get hurt, portage in carrying this 60 pounds, maybe, kayak, right, maybe heavier with some gear inside. When I said, when the shit gets real, it's you have to focus you have to that's what you all that you learned and all your experiences in the river with your family and the school whatever get together right and then you have to go through the canyon (laughs) safe in one piece at that time was my limit of kayaking like we ran big stuff I was like okay I need to make this one so at some points struggling right there a little bit but it's a powerful river in the middle of nowhere. I maybe a uh, spot or whatever, or whatever you want to press to be rescued. Yeah, but you need to get to the flat area first, that open area. It's gorgeous. The helicopter won't come there. So you have to be extra, extra careful on that river. But in terms of white water, is a lot of siphons. Siphon is when the water goes right under the water big holes when the water creates when it goes over the rock and this kind of wave upstream can keep you like a recirculation but then you have the fun part that is going through those like thinking in advance what you're going to do and then the goal you look from 180 and say okay I'm going to stop in that 80 next you go from 80 to 80 and then on the way you can improvise we made a little mistake and then you have to correct quickly because it's big water and you have to be there there are not many options you just go for the one <laughs> yeah that is the voice of Diego Ibanez here on the trail less traveled Diego and I are sitting on top of a roof at the Medina the old part of Marrakesh and Diego it's now time for a song can you share a song with us that reminds you of an adventure in your life Rolling Stones you can't always get what you want that first part of the song is nice and then the chorus as well all the song is great <laughs> and then we were listening a lot that when we were going kayaking when we were on the beach in the Purimac River kayaking with my brother and my cousin some good friends some of them not here anymore Buenas tardes, o buenos días, o buenas noches. Soy Diego Ibáñez, estoy sentado en la azotea de un hotel que queda a pocas cuadras de la plaza principal, digamos, que es eh, donde hay, están todos los vendedores, los encantadores de serpientes, hay contadores de historias. Eh, estoy sentado acá con Mandela, escuchando los diferentes sonidos en Marruecos. En Marrakech o Marrakech. Este. Wow, me encanta estar en, en Marruecos. Cada vez más, ya me voy 
pronto, qué pena. We're recording the trail less traveled in the Medina, the old city of Marrakech, Morocco. I'm sitting here speaking with Diego Ibanez. He's originally from Arequipa, Peru. He's been guiding whitewater all over the world for the past 20 plus years. Diego, can you please tell us about the whitewater of the Zambezi in Africa? The Zambezi, the mighty Zambezi. Poof, that's good whitewater. To start, it was big white water. You are in the boiling pot under the bridge there in between Zambia and Zimbabwe. You are in the Zambian side. You put it in and you have to ferry across wrapping the last part of wrapping number one that pushes to a wall. You ferry across and you are number two, three, etc., etc., etc. All the rapids. And it's big water to start. You are in playboats. You have to paddle hard. But it's a fun. It's warm. You don't see many crocs on that run. You might see one or two in a specific points between rapid number four and five. Big white water, but safe. It's a pull drop, pull drop, so you just run a huge rapid with big waves, laterals coming all over the place, and you just hold your paddle as hard as you can. And if you don't flip good, if you flip, you just wait and roll up. You get kicked your ass a few times for sure. All good. Long. You can do one day, you can do two days or three days all the way down to the dam site where they're building the dam sadly in a bunch of years i will say i hope more than 10 but it's it might be less than that people saying five but whatever i don't want that to happen i mean i can talk about it but the locals in zambia and zimbabwe they will like more energy because they don't have much light in the villages and the hydroelectric will be like perfect for them but white water Wise, it's one of the biggest I've run in the world, uh, in my life, in the Zambezi River. The biggest was in the White Nile. That's a different story, I guess. <laughs> That's a whole different trip. But 2006, first time kayak in the Zambezi, big water, rapid number four. We came in, oh, wow, and I was like, oh, good, good line, big white water. And I was like, wow, to my cousin, it was like big. And then we around the corner and we saw more water coming in from the where they take the water to make the channels up there. And, and you see more water coming in. And then there's this rapid number five. What's the name of that rapid? Stairway to heaven. Stairway to heaven or highway to hell. Well, I could describe it, I guess, but you are more under the water than try to keep your paddle parallel to the water so you can push yourself up or whatever, right? And then that was wow. Zambezi. Zambezi. This is Zambezi. And we were there for, we are traveling actually three months in Africa. We stayed there for six, seven weeks maybe. Mm-hmm. Running almost every day, there's Zambezi. Almost every day, from 1 to 10 for sure. And then from 1 to 23, a few times. And then uh, a whole expedition down there, like one time. Good river. That's the voice of Diego Ibanez. He's originally from Arequipa, Peru, and he has been guiding whitewater all over the world for 20 plus years. He is a guide on the Zambezi, the Futilafu, rivers all over Peru. And Diego, you now uh, guide on the Zambezi. And so you said to me the other day that some of the rapids are so fun that you run them again the next day. Or is that in the Futilafu? Actually, in both. <laughs> yes. On the Zambezi, to finish with this river from 1 to 23 the first day the trip I do a multi-day guiding trip two three rafts one cargo boat maybe one or two cargo boats a few kayakers safety kayakers sometimes 
people kayaking, just guests kayaking. The first day we do one to 23, and the second day we do it again because you can do the rest of the stretch in maybe one or two days if you want. So you can spend some time there. So we go back the next day up to the gorge, we drive to the pudding, the rafts are taken down to the pudding again, and we run from the boiling pot until campsite in below Rapid Number 23. And then on the Futalefu as well, because the first day we ran a commercial section, one of the best white waters in the world. These two, I'm saying like the Zambisi one to, let's say one to 13 in Zambisi, and then the Futalefu bridge to bridge. The Futalefu bridge to bridge is in a class four plus, uh, maybe depending on the level of the water, you can go from three to five probably, right? In big water, not that difficult, but big waves. If you flip, you're swimming a long time. It's uh, Futalefu is big volume as well. Then the next day we do an, again bridge to bridge. And then we keep going, we do two more class fives and then we go into this float and booze and cruise and have fun. But yeah, it's, it's fun stuff. I mean, why not doing it again? Good rapids, they're safe. You have a great team and a great people there, and water is warm, sun is shining, and it's just white water. Africa. Africa, that's another part of Africa, yeah. That's the voice of Diego at Ibanez. He was born in Arequipa, Peru. He has been guiding whitewater around the world for the past 20 plus years. We're recording the trail less traveled today in the Medina, the old part of the city of Marrakech, Morocco. Diego, let's now travel to the Futalefu River where you guide in Chile. Can you tell us about that run? Futalefu, as I was comparing it, it's a big volume river, turquoise water. You have different stretches of the river, of course, and you have sections that you can run daily or in a few hours. You can run a whole day of a kayaking or maybe you can take a raft up there with your friends. Commercial trips go there and we run and portage the Futalefu River. It's in the Patagonia in Futalefu, the region of the lakes area. It's close by Puerto Montt as the closest big airport and then you can fly into Chaiten or take the ferry. So it's south there. It's not that south in the Patagonia region but it's there inside the Patagonia. Uh, it's considered Patagonia and that's where I go every summer I spend Depending on the season, one, two, three, four months guiding. We do 10 to maybe 12, 13 trips during the season from early December until late March. And we guide seven, eight, maybe days trip. They are with us. They have one more day to fly in, one more day to fly out, and then they go. Another group, sometimes we have one or two days in between trips. And we go again, kayaking. <laughs> Sometimes, what are we doing? I don't know, what time is kayaking? At three, okay, whatever. We usually start an hour and a half later than we said, but we go kayaking again in our day off. The next day, shave, ready for the next group that become your friends at the end of the trip because it's cool people that wants to do these kind of trips. I mean, I had so many conversations with so many people where the Futalefu is like, I don't know how to describe it. You have this river going like in a flat, barely moving water when it's medium, medium low. Around the corner, disappears. Then some mountains with snow back there. 
you're sitting on a deck on the cliff, right? It will be like the like the border, and then you have a, a few meters down to the river. You know, either a tent or either a rock, and you see those different colors and powerful river down there. You have rapids like Terminator. If you've never been in the river, if you feel good following, go follow someone. But if you need to see it, you better do because it's a big one. It's many obstacles and yeah. Uh, it's a big hole actually called Terminator. There's a, as I said before, like a keeper. So it's a circulation goes up downstream, then it goes down, back up, and then recirculates there. And then you can get stuck. Huge called Terminator. It's a huge hole in the middle of the rapid. So you go away from it. <laughs> I guess you can get out of it with luck, but very tired. So that's the Futalefu. The Futalefu can be also sitting down in your car and just fly fish, maybe. Right, drink a beer while you row your friend that is fishing and you're just drinking a beer and rowing flat barely moving water from beach to beach 80 to 80 to catch trout brown trout and rainbow trout yeah or just can be in your platform where I stay most of the season just having a beer or just sleeping right or just organizing almost cleaning my my area if I'm not in the river kayaking <laughs> beautiful. That is the voice of Diego Ibanez. He has been guiding whitewater all over the world for 20 plus years. Diego was born and raised in Arequipa, Peru, and that's where he learned his love of whitewater, which has taken him all over Africa, uh, South America, all over the world guiding. Diego, now you have a new adventure. Now you have the adventure of being a father. Can you tell us about the newfound adventure of parenting? Yeah, well, being a father for the last five years, I have two daughters, one is five, the other one is two. You think it will be at some point of before being created there, you think, wow, being a dad, and you just, you don't realize until you have hair in your hands and it's like, wow, I'm a dad, right? And then I think it's an automatic human click, uh, animal click, I would say, not human, like animal click. Like, you know, it's part of you. It's not you, but it's part of you. And you always take care of yourself, so you should take care of that part of you. That's like a short story of what is being a parent because you have a lot of stuff involved, like make them go to the room or make them eat, changing diapers, shit everywhere. Time with them, right? Because I travel, still travel, but I travel less and less. So I can be more with them. They're growing, and it's good to be there. I want to be there. But, I mean, it's different times of families, I guess, now, right? Of my life in some point, but now it's my family time is happening more. It's been great being a dad. It's so much fun and gives you extra energy and, yeah, and good thoughts. And, and, yeah, daddy goes back home all the time. <laughs> All right, Diego, how do you handle fear? Fear. I would say try to think about or the solution or how to deal with it. You don't feel fear or scared running this rapid. You just have respect and you still have that feeling in your body. Like, and then it transforms to adrenaline, I guess, <laughs> right? Or it's part of it, I would say changing this to a solution quickly quickly no more fear let's deal with it awesome well said beautiful Diego Ibanez 
He has been guiding whitewater around the world for the past 20 plus years. He's originally from Arequipa, Peru. He and I just ran the Ahansal River in the Atlas Mountains of Morocco, and it has been an honor and a privilege to be able to spend time with you, Diego. And I just want to say muchísimas gracias, usted. Thank you very, very much for your time and your energy joining me here on the rooftop in Morocco for the trail less traveled. Is that it? I have much to say. I have a lot to say. <laughs> just kidding. No, it was, yeah, it was great. Thank you for interviewing me. It's fun to tell stories. And it's part of a, uh, of a life. And I'm proud of what I do. I'm proud of my family and people that helps me to do this. In Morocco, <laughs> sun, hot day, it was raining in the morning, but it feels good and happy to, to tell a little bit about what I do and, and what I like the most. Like, as my family, what I do in life for a living, it's rewarding, is the word. Like, it's like it, yeah, it's, it comes back for sure in a good way. Diego, can we end your show with three bits of advice that you might share with the listener? Don't drink water from the rivers in Nepal. That's a good advice. I've never been in Nepal, but that's what I've heard. <laughs> well, actually, don't drink water from the Zambezi. I, I had a bad experience with that. Don't do that. That's a good advice. Close your mouth and in every rabbit, just in case. When you travel, you enjoy. I mean, you don't have to worry too much about knowing places or having every place to show what you did. I mean, just as long as you enjoy your time out of your place, away from your place, it's all good. Doesn't matter what you're doing. Uh, that's an advice. I mean, enjoy, I guess. Yeah, there's a lot of things in between here and I don't know, that cold beer at the end of the tunnel and then you just have to deal with it. everything else. That is good things, but things like short time, long time. But at the end, it will be good for you if you just take it easy and you know, just go. Let's do it. Diego, what song would you like to end your show with? Yeah, I think the Apurimac campsite called Space Odyssey. That's the name of that campsite and wrap it below that campsite. You stop in between one portage and one class five. That's where you camp. It's a little flat. It's called a Space Odyssey. That song, we listen to it a lot. Assalamu alaikum, my friends in Missoula and around the world. You've been listening to The Trail Less Traveled, an adventure radio series dedicated to documenting humanity by collecting stories and sounds from around the world. I'd like to thank my guest for this week, Diego Ibanez. Diego was born and raised in Peru and started running rivers at a young age. For over 20 years, he has been kayaking and guiding whitewater all over the world, including rivers in South Africa, Chile, the United States, and most recently, he and I guided together on the Ahansal River in the Middle Atlas Mountains of Morocco. The Trail Less Traveled airs every Sunday evening at 6 Mountain Time, and you can stream the show live online at trail1033.com. You can also follow the show as it's recorded around the world on the official website, traillesstraveled.net. The show is also an award-winning podcast that's available on all platforms, including Spotify and Pandora. 
My name's Mandela, your host of The Trail Less Traveled, and I'd like to thank you for your support for this new genre of adventure radio. My adventure tip this week is in regards to following a boat through rapids when you're running a rapid for the first time. Remember, if you're following a boat, you want to give that boat a lot of space so you're actually able to see your line and you're not just blindly following them in. So you want to be close in terms of safety, but you also want to be able to see your line. So think about that before you follow a boat blindly into a rapid. And when in doubt, I highly recommend that you read and run your own whitewater. That's it for this week, my friends in Missoula and around the world. But until next week, please do something for Mother Earth and get outside. Shred the gnar. Because as you know, the gnar does not shred itself. Hey mate, this is Joe coming to you from the Sunshine Coast in Eastern Australia. The Trail Less Travelled podcast is sponsored by Desert Green Hemp, family farmed, organically grown, tested and manufactured in Sisters, Oregon. Desert Green grows some of the finest genetics in the world using organic and biodynamic practices to provide the cleanest and most effective CBD. The rich volcanic mountain soils, dry climate and directly sourced mountain spring waters are what gives Desert Green uniquely pure and powerful CBD products. They also grow a variety of herbs and flowers on their farms that not only provide a direct source for some of their products, but also introduce beneficial bugs and pollinators to their land. Desert Green Hemp pride themselves on contributing to the regeneration of social, economic and environmental health on our planet. Visit DesertGreenHemp.com and remember to use the promo code MANDELA, M-A-N-D-E-L-A. This promo code will get you discounts and special offers. That promo code, MANDELA, directly helps you and the future of Adventure Radio.